I'm forced to wonder why it was that Jesus had to be tempted. Why was he forced out into the desert so that the tempter, the evil one, could tempt him with these wonderful things of food and safety and power? Why was it that Jesus, the Son of God, God in human form, had to be tempted in this way? Surely he was beyond that. We just heard prior to this passage in the Gospel where Jesus is baptised in the Jordan by John and we hear those wonderful words, this is my beloved son, listen to him. Why does God have to drive Jesus out into the desert so that he can be tempted? They're all very good questions and I'm sure there will be an answer one day. Probably not this morning, but there will be answers one day. But I like to think that the prompting of the Holy Spirit to compel Jesus out into the desert, and it's a better translation of the Greek, to be propelled out rather than led out, sent directly out, is because it was necessary for Jesus to identify with us, with our human frailty in a way that was not possible unless he had been tempted. We know that Jesus, being God, is infallible but he's also a human being who's open to all the wonderful things that we human beings are open to, including being tempted. It was necessary then for him to be tempted by the evil one just as we are tempted by the evil one so that God, in the form of Jesus, could identify fully with us. Now granted, we know that Jesus didn't succumb to temptation. He didn't sin. He didn't fall foul of that wonderful sin of Adam where he thought, or we think, more to the point, that we can do it all of our own, that we have the knowledge of good and evil and God's just out there and we, you know, we can do it all by ourselves. It's nonsense, of course. But Jesus had to be tempted so that he could fully identify with our humanity, our frailty, otherwise salvation would not be possible. As we heard in our second reading, the old Adam brought sin into the world. It's the new Adam, Jesus, who brings salvation. But that, I would suggest, is impossible unless Jesus embraces his humanity as much as holds on to his divinity. And we read elsewhere in Scripture that he didn't hold on to his divinity to the, and avoid the humanity that was his as well because he had been encased in flesh and come to live among us as part of God's wonderful plan. If that identification of Jesus with us through being tempted in the desert means anything, it means that our season of length, our own time in the desert each year, is an opportunity for us to identify also with the one who has first identified with us. It gives me a great sense of comfort to know that the one I seek to serve, the one I seek to follow, knows what it's like to be a human being, knows what it's like to be tempted by the evil one, knows what it's like to be confronted with all these other things and yet doesn't surrender to them. It gives me hope because it allows me then to follow that example a little bit better and so identify more closely with the one who was sent to save me.
and therefore opens up the possibility for me and, dare I suggest it, for you, of being saved by the one who has identified most closely with us, we poor, fallible human beings. And that, my brothers and sisters, is something to be joyful about, something to revel in each and every year as the, during this season of Lent. So as we journey through this season of Lent, this great walking in the wilderness, let's remember that Jesus has been there. Jesus has walked in the desert. Jesus has been tempted by the evil one with food and security and power. But he did not submit. And that's what we're called to do as well. By doing so, we can identify with the one who identified with us first. And so there's every chance that we can become like God, not God, but like God, just as God became like us in all things but sin. And that allows us to walk this journey towards Easter with a sense of possibility rather than dwelling in those things that we want to beat ourselves over the back with. There's hope, there's possibility, there is salvation. Hold on to that, brothers and sisters, during this great wilderness experience called the season of Lent, so that when we stand on that great day of Easter in the face of the resurrected Christ, we can say, yes, we've walked that journey with you, Lord, just as you walked it with us.